A young couple, both around 18, decided they would get married after they finished high school. The father of the bride lived in Palm Beach in a mansion and was able to afford a big wedding for them. To make a long story short, they got married and the wedding was beautiful. After the wedding, they had a big reception in an old building and everyone got fairly drunk. When there were only about 20 people left, the groom decided they should play hide and seek. Everyone agreed and the groom was it. While he covered his eyes, they all found hiding spots. After things everyone hadn't found except for the bride, the guests looked everywhere and tore the whole place up. A newlywed couple went to Las Vegas for their honeymoon and checked into a suite at a hotel. When they got to their room, they had both detected a bad odor. The husband called down to the front desk and asked to speak to the manager. He explained that the room smelled very bad and that they would like another suite. The manager apologized and told the man that they were all booked because of the convention. He offered to send them to a restaurant of their choice for lunch and said he was sending a mate up to the, their room to clean and get rid of the odor. After a nice lunch, the couple went back to their room. When they walked in, they could still smell the same odor. Again, the husband called to the front desk and told the manager the room still smelled. Thank you.
Recently, a girl named Collins died here, as it was supposed, very suddenly. A day or two ago, the body was exhumed prior to its removal to another burial place. When the discovery was made that the girl had been buried alive, her shroud was torn into shreds. Her knees were drawn up to her chin. One of her arms was twisted under her head, and her features bore evidence of dreadful torture didn't help that medical science was slow to produce a reliable checklist of vital signs, nor that many doctors prior to the late 19th century were too poorly educated or incompetent, or both, to tell a living body from a dead one. This is something that happened very often during the 19th century, and luckily today, it doesn't happen as much. Bill whistled as he strolled through the park. He was on his way to meet his girlfriend, Sally. She could smell spring in the air. He jingled the engagement ring in his pocket and thought about asking Sally to marry him. Sally sat down on a park bench and Bill kneeled down in front of her. Sally, Bill said, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever met. I love you and I want you to be my wife. Will you marry me? Sally laughed and said, Yes, I will marry you. As Bill gazed lovingly at his bride-to-be, his eyes lingered on the red velvet ribbon Sally always wore around her neck. Why do you always wear that red ribbon? Bill asked. Sally said, Bill, I must never take off my red ribbon. Bill smiled at Sally and left the ribbon alone.
A young girl named Lisa often had to spend time alone at night as her parents worked late. They bought a dog to keep her company and protect her. One night, Lisa was awakened by a dripping sound. She got up and went to the kitchen to make sure the tap was off. As she was getting back in the bed, she stuck her hand under the bed and the dog licked it. The dripping sound continued, so she went to the bathroom and made sure the tap was turned off there too. She went back to her bedroom and stuck her hand under the bed and the dog licked it again. But the dripping continued, so she went outside and turned off all the faucets out there. She came back to the bed, stuck her hand under it, and the dog licked it again. The dripping continued. This time, she listened and located the source of the dripping. It was coming from her closet. She opened the closet door and there found her poor dog hanging upside down with its neck cut. Written on the inside of the closet door was, Humans can lick too. One night, a woman went out for drinks with her girlfriends. She left the bar fairly late at night and started driving home on the deserted highway. She noticed a pair of headlights in her rearview mirror approaching at a pace just slightly quicker than hers. As the car pulled up behind her, she glanced and saw the turn signal turn on. The car was going to pass. When it suddenly swerved back behind her, pulled up dangerously close to her tailgate and flashed its lights. Now she was getting nervous. The lights dimmed for a moment and then the brights came back on and the car behind her surged forward. The frightened woman struggled to keep her eyes on the road. Finally, she turned onto the exit. The car continued to follow, flashing its brights periodically. Through every stoplight and turn, the car followed her until she pulled into her driveway. She figured her only hope was to make a mad dash into the house and call the police. As she jumped out of the car, so did the driver of the car behind her, and he screamed, Lock the door and call the police. Call 911. When the police arrived, the horrible truth was finally revealed to the woman. The man in the car had been trying to save her. As he pulled up behind her and his headlights illuminated her car, he saw the silhouette of a man with a butcher knife rising up from the back seat. Two doormates in college were in the same science class. The teacher had just reminded them about the midterm the next day when one doormate, let's call her Julie, got invited to a party by the hottest guy in school. The doormate, Meg, had pretty much no interest in going and being a diligent student. She took notes on the material that would appear on the midterm. After spending all her time flirting with her date, Julie was totally unprepared for her test. At the end of the day, Julie spent hours getting ready for the party while Meg started studying. Julie tried to get Meg to go, but Meg was insistent that she needed to study and pass this test. Julie went to the party and had the time of her life with her date. She headed back to the dorm around 2am and decided not to wake Meg. She went to bed nervous about the midterm and decided she would wake up early to ask Meg for help. In the morning, Meg was lying on her stomach, apparently sound asleep. Julie rolled her over to reveal Meg's terrified face. Julie 
concern, turned on the desk lamp. Meg's study stuff was still open and had blood all over it. Meg had been slaughtered. Julie, in horror, fell to the floor and looked up to see written on the wall in Meg's blood. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? My great-great-grandmother, who was ill for quite some time, finally passed away after lying for several days. My great-great-grandfather was devastated beyond belief, as she was his one true love, and they had been married for over 50 years. They were married so long it seemed as if they knew each other's innermost thoughts. After the doctor pronounced her dead, my great-great-grandfather insisted that she was still alive. They had to pry him away from his wife's body so that they could ready her for burial. Back in those days, they had backyard burial plots and did not drain the body of its fluids. They simply prepared a proper coffin and buried the body in its coffin in its permanent resting place. Throughout this process, my great-grandfather protested so fiercely that he had, been, he had to be sedated to put to bed. Finally, his wife was buried. That night, he woke to the horrific vision of his wife historically, hysterically trying to scratch her way out of the coffin. He phoned the doctor immediately and begged to have his wife's body exhumed. The doctor refused, but my great-great-grandfather had this nightmare every night for a week, each time frantically begging to have his wife removed from the grave. Finally, the doctor gave in. And together with the local authorities, they exhumed the body. The coffin was pried open. To everyone's horror and amazement, my great-great-grandmother's nails were bent back, and there were bloody scratch marks on the inside of the coffin. A teenage boy drove his date to a dark and deserted lover's lane for a make-out session. After turning on the radio for mood music, he leaned over and began kissing the girl. A short while after, the music suddenly stopped and an announcer's voice came on, warning in an urgent tone that a convicted murderer had just escaped from the state insane asylum, which happened to not be very far away, and that anyone who noticed a strange man lurking about with a hook in place of his right hand should immediately report his whereabouts to the police. The girl became frightened and asked to be taken home. The boy, who was feeling bold, locked all the doors instead and assured his date that they would be safe as he attempted to kiss her again. She became frantic and pushed him away, insisting that they leave. The boy finally jerked the car into gear and spun its wheels as he pulled away. When they arrived at the girl's house, she got out of the car and reaching to close the door, she began to scream uncontrollably. The boy ran to her side to see what was wrong, and there dangling from the door handle was a bloody hook.